It's Gripe Session Time with your host, George Wanaka. It's about nothing. Discussing everything from real estate, current events, a little bit of everything, and the annoying little things that just tick you off. You can't handle the truth. What? 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 Here's your host, George Wanaka. Better call somebody. What's up, everybody? How are we doing today? Welcome to today's edition of the Gripe Session. Now, today, I I wanted to obviously, as we spoke last week, I definitely wanted to try to get another podcast out on the normal time Wednesday. But unfortunately, hey, you know it's the holiday season and things come up. But one of the things that I said, I, one of the things I did say I wanted to do was to try to do a podcast once a week. So unfortunately, yes, today this is coming to you on Saturday. But I digress. I am doing my best to keep with what we talked about last week going, which is trying to be disciplined and get out a podcast once a week. So today is still technically part of the week. So there you go. So anyway, today I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that have been recently going on um, in my market in particular, and a lot of messages that I've been getting through Facebook about different questions that we come across. One of these simple issues that's recently started to rear its ugly head is we're in a changing marketplace. Now, for some of you might have to talk about a bubble. Some of you might think that the market is turning into a buyer's market, all valid points, which we'll go into in another episode of the Gripe Session. But some of the things that I'm hearing a lot of now is people talking about appraisers and not liking an appraiser because they didn't come in and support their value of what the property sold for. And and, and I can continue to go on and on and on. Here's the problem with that, okay, if you're in the industry. Now, truth be told, for those of you that have listened before, I am an appraiser. I am a realtor. I am also, and I sell property because obviously appraisers, for many of you that don't know, are also realtors in a lot of situations. But I am a real estate agent. I am a mortgage broker as well. So I wear three different hats. So I've got a little bit of a good idea on each one of these topics. Now, let me go back into appraising. When an agent comes to me and states that I don't know value, or an appraiser, if you will, has no idea of the value. I don't know where they came up with their numbers from. The first conversation that that person should really have would be, let's look at the comparable sales. What comparable sales did you use to come up with your value? And and those are all valid questions. And, and part of the reason those are valid is because What I've run into, and quite frankly, a lot of my appraiser friends run into, is that um, a lot of agents do not use comparable sales that, quite frankly, are comparable. What they're trying to do is they're trying to justify their value. Now, we need to understand something. Appraisals are used for justification of value most times for a financial interest instrument which we should have all learned in our real estate classes but that financial instrument 
is essentially what the bank uses to determine whether or not they're going to give that loan or whether they're not going to give that loan. Now, if they feel the buyer is overpaying, if they feel that they're not in an appreciating market, meaning that the prices are continuously escalating. So you first have to look at your comparable sales and when you're doing the appraisal as of. So I, I get into a lot of this where we're doing appraisals for an estate for tax purposes. And what ends up happening is somebody takes out appraisal that's being used for an estate and being used as of one date and then trying to apply it to what the value is nine months later. That's not going to work because, again, different dates and times have different numbers. There are different comparable sales. So I'm not going to use a comparable sale that wasn't around when the appraisal was supposed to be done as opposed to, well, now the property is worth X amount of dollars. That's called a current market value. That's not called an estate any longer. So one of the things that I always tell people is let's let's just go through our comparables first and normal Fannie Mae and USPAP guidelines always center around one main or, or two main pieces, which are your comparable sales are between a mile radius and in, meaning, you know, half mile to a mile radius from the subject property and anywhere between the last six months of as of the date of the inspection or the date of the report of when the report is being done. So if you're going back six months because that's when the estate was done, then you've got to go six months from that date of death backwards. You can go a couple of months forwards on either side, but you can't go six months on forward on that side unless there's the absence of comparable sales. Now, what does that mean, the absence of comparable sales? Well, that's really simple. It means that you cannot find a similar house within a mile radius or a mile and a half or two miles of the subject property. Now, part of that is also that if you can't find those comparable sales, then you can start opening up your range, but you also have to dictate that within the body of the report. So there have been multiple times where I, I recently did a review of an appraisal for somebody and an agent asked me to take a look at it. And he said, well, you know, I think his comps are all over the place. And I said, okay, let's, let's, well, what comps did you use? So they gave me four different comps and I said, okay, where's the property? And the property was like three towns over. And I said, well, why didn't you use these comparable sales that I was able to just pull out right now? And their answer was because the number was lower. So appraisers are not looking to hit the hit a value. Okay. They're looking to come up with what the what the actual number is because again, they they represent the bank. They don't represent the bo- the borrower. They don't represent the buyer, even though the buyer pays for the report. That's what a very big misconception that a lot of people have regarding appraisals. Is that well, I paid for it, the buyer paid for it. And the buyer doesn't have a problem with the number, so just use these comparable sales. No. Just because you pay for something doesn't mean that you're the intended user of that report. And I know a lot of people have a problem with that. 
that's just what it is. Okay. Um, many situations when you're doing closing costs, people will sit there and have the conversation. Do you realize you're paying your attorney and a separate bank attorney? Because the bank attorney represents the bank in that transaction. So just because you're paying them doesn't mean they represent you. And there's no way of getting out of that. Well, there may be one or two, but that's, again, a story for another podcast, at least with the, at least with, you know, that stuff. But from the appraisal, the appraiser is working on behalf of the bank to make sure that the value is there for them to loan out on that mortgage. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of my agents don't get that or, and or they don't like it. So uh, it's recently been brought to my attention that it's starting to become open season on on appraisers again. And I wanted to do a quick podcast today just to say to my to my fellow colleagues, let, you got to have the right conversation with your appraisers, ladies and gentlemen. You want to find out what comparable sales that they're using. And just because they're not using your comps, maybe your comps are not the best comparable sales for that property. Maybe the appraiser found better comps. Okay, that's where that conversation lies. Okay, it doesn't lie in they didn't come in with the value. It didn't. Then we could have a completely separate conversation when you have those comparable sales about what adjustments are. Because appraisers do adjustments because there is no such thing as an identical house. Okay, there's no cookie cutters. Every house is different. There's a little bit different here, a little bit different of there. And then that goes back to the experience of the appraiser and how long they've they've done it and, and their opinion. Because let us not forget, an appraisal is more, nothing more than a, an opinion of value. So before we go there, we could have three different appraisers and have three different opinions on what the value of that property is. Now, people say, well, shouldn't they be close? Theoretically, yes. But if I have an opinion that this comparable is better than that comparable sale, there could be another appraiser that comes in and says, I think that this comparable is better than that. And that's okay. There is nothing wrong with that. It's just a difference of opinion of value. So at that time, that's when the experience of the appraiser comes into the conversation. There is no such thing that says that a listing agent to all my listing agents out there cannot give comparable sales to an appraiser. There is a way of doing it, mind you, but there's nothing that says that they can't do that. And while we get onto that conversation, we're going to talk about something else really quickly here for a minute because we're getting all over the place, but this is actually, a, it's a great lead in to another conversation that I just recently had with somebody actually coincidentally yesterday, which is this, whose responsibility is it to meet an appraisal appraiser at a property? Is it the listing agents? Is it the buying agents? I don't know. And quite frankly, my normal response to that is it depends. And people say, George, what, what, what do you mean? Well, what does it depend on? Well, to me, it depends on did the listing agent do their job to start off? 
And we'd be like, well, they listed the property. That's yeah, not the conversation. What do I mean by that is, did the listing agent prepare a market analysis on the property and price it to the market analysis? Now, why do I say price it to the market analysis? Well, for, for my real estate agents that are out there, I think you and I know of agents that they'll do a market analysis, but then Mr. and Mrs. Homeowners say, I, I want $70,000 more of it, all I won't sell it. And they take that listing $70,000, $80,000 higher, right? There's no justification as to that number. It's just a number they take out of the, out of the sky, and that's what they want. To me, that's not necessarily doing the job properly. All that is, is it's taking a listing to take a listing. You're not doing a service. You're actually doing a disservice. Now, yes, I do understand. In appreciating markets, you have to do that where the numbers don't justify and you're taking more of a chance. But your chances really on the appraisal side is sitting back and saying, okay, I have to try to justify this number. I'm going to give them my best comparable sales. And the best part about that is don't try to fool the appraiser, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I've I've seen this. I've walked into houses with, with my colleagues and they hand me five comparable sales and I look at them and I say, did really? Like, did, did you really just expect me to look at these comparable sales and understand why you just ignored the three houses that sold down the street for like $50,000 less? you're you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your clients a disservice by doing that. And that to me is the biggest problem that we run into nowadays in this business is people trying to justify the value. Well, my thing is if you've justified your value from day one and you've actually stuck to your, what your values are supposed to be, you're not going to have a problem. I'm all for fighting for my clients. I fight for my clients every single day. My sellers, my buyers that I work with, okay, the people I do my appraisals for, I fight for my clients every single day. But fighting for your clients for a number that's not justifiable is not fighting for your client. It's fighting for the imaginary unicorn, okay, fighting for the number that's just not there. And you can't justify it if you waited 10 months. So you got to hope that somebody either has a real a lot of money or that the bank is not going to look to do an appraisal on that property. And these are all real conversations you should be having with your clients ahead of time. And I know I've had these these conversations with clients and they said, if I don't get $60,000 over your number, I'm not selling. And that's when I personally walk away. People say, George, you walk away? And I go, yeah. If I can't justify something to a homeowner, how am I going to justify to the appraiser? Because the appraiser doesn't care. They're getting paid regardless. If I have no if I have no ammunition to sit back and look at it and, and say, listen, I these comparables are not the right comparables. And I'm giving you all the same comparables. And by the way, appraisers like people that give them the real comparables 
and not garbage, for lack of a better term. Because now they know if you have them on another deal and you hand them comps, for the most part, they might look at your comps and not go out and look at other comps. So do yourself a favor. Make sure you're giving the appraiser the comparables that you think that they might use, including the house that you don't want them to see. We've all had that. We've all had that one house that brings the numbers way down, right? So what do we do? We try to hide it. We put it away in a little corner someplace. And we go, don't look at this. We don't want you. We just kind of stand in front of it and go, don't, don't, look, don't look at this comp. Only look at these comps because they support my value. No, don't do that. Show the appraiser that comparable sale. But here's the tip. Show them the comparable sale and explain to them why that house sold for so much less than everything else. The house needed to be gutted on the interior of the property. You show them the other interior pictures where most MLSs now have. And hopefully you're the person, the listing agent on that property would have taken those pictures to show the condition of the property was not excellent, but it was really fair. Okay. We all know people that do that, but that I digress. Show them that. Be honest with them. If you're afraid of a comp, give them the comp. That sounds silly, doesn't it? But it's not. Because the appraisers are going to look at it anyway. But if you'd show the appraiser that comp and say, and this is why this house is not comparable, but I wanted to show it to you because I know you're probably going to look at it anyway. Guess what? You're being real with them. You're being honest with them. That will come back and help you down the road and might even help you on this property. Because if you don't do that and they do use it because they didn't go into the property or they didn't do the research that you did on that house to find out why did it sell $25,000, dollars $40,000 below what everything else is selling for, what ends up happening is now they look at it and go, yeah, this actually bring, was going to bring my numbers down a little bit. Give them the information and give them all of the information. You'll make your life easy. You'll make your client's life easy. And hopefully you'll save your deal. So that being said, I wanted to thank ladies and gentlemen for listening to this podcast today. If you have any questions in regards to what we talked about on this episode today, please do me a favor. Send me a direct message on Instagram at the Gripe Session Podcast. Send it to me on Facebook, same thing, gripe session, just search it. And hopefully I will be able to get back to you as quickly as humanly possible. Hope you ladies and gentlemen have a fantastic day, a great holiday. Well, that's all we got for today's edition of the Gripe Session. I wanted to take the time to thank you for listening today. I really appreciate it. Please, if you found some value, tell somebody about this podcast. And oh, by the way, If again, if you did find some value, whether you agreed, whether you disagreed, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Give me a rate and review if you would be so kind. I really appreciate it. Again, we're doing this to promote value. We're doing this to pay it forward. So I really appreciate any and all support that you might be able to give me. Thanks very much again. Also, have a great holiday. Do something nice that you wouldn't normally do for somebody else. And we'll catch you on the next edition of The Gripe Session. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Gripe Session. 
please follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram.